Hello. Happy Wednesday. I hope you are having or had a great first half of your week. I hope you're about to have a great Wednesday. It's got really good weather. It looks like it's going to be great weather today. It's going to be good weather for the rest of this week. Finally, it looks like we are past winter and into, you know, firmly spring weather territory. It dip into the high 30s, I think, on Saturday or Sunday this weekend, but it's going to jump right back up to some really good weather. So if you can get outside, I hope you can and are enjoying this weather this week. So today's episode is actually going to be a continuation off the of last week's or a portion of last week's episode. And um, just to recap that, I instead of giving solutions, I talked about areas and topics that are ripe for innovation. And one of those was how can we improve the interaction between citizens and their local government? Because uh, I believe that decisions should be pushed down to the local government level as much as possible. Okay, I believe that's that's the area where you have the best accountability and the best ability to influence things. Uh, you can likely know who your town village council member is, who the town mayor or supervisor is, instead of it being someone who you'll never have, a, you know, if it's a Congress member who lives the hundreds of miles away, that you're never going to live in the same town, you're never going to run into each other at the same grocery store, you're honestly likely going to be having different problems and, and different concerns because uh, we all live in the same state. Um, it is different uh, from, you know, region to region of the state and even village to village, town to town. So, well, the idea today, the first half of this episode is going to be focusing on an idea to actually address this. So we not an original idea, borrowing from another state. And then the second half will just be continuing conversation about what else, what other innovations I'd like to see not having specific ones in mind, but things I'll just be keeping an eye out for. So let's dive in. The idea is going to be borrowing from Massachusetts. I really love the some of the local government policies they have regarding democracy. The first solution is going to be uh, more controversial and more problematic, but I do think it's the value it brings, and I do think it's a, an idea that should be discussed and introduced into the discourse because uh, I think it does have a lot of a lot of benefits and. and and pros that maybe we can um, massage to make it particularly work for our state. So Massachusetts has a setup where they have these large town councils. Either they have, you know, 240 town council members for a 40,000 person city. But the idea I want to focus on is they have a policy in some towns and villages where if any citizen who shows up for the town council meeting is a member of the council for that day. So if you want to, if you know something's on the agenda, you want to put something on the agenda, you can show up. And it gives you a lot of, you know, credence to that saying, and decisions are made by those who show up. And I understand uh, some of the drawbacks of this. Uh, it, you could say something was important and you just can't make it to that meeting or you just forget these meetings are happening. Uh, and a lot of decisions are being made that you would have had the opportunity to show up to, but you just didn't or can't. And I balance it out with, well, I think that happens already. Uh, local elections kind of are overlooked, so a lot of people forget about, you know, electing their town council member one, two, three, four years ago. And then that person is now who gets to make the decisions for the next, you know, how many other years until the next election. There's not even a chance to show up to the meeting. There's not a chance to uh, to to rectify this. So at least with this, in if you forget 
meetings for a month, you can show up to a meeting the next month and be on the town council despite being a citizen and showing up. If you forget the town election or don't have time to pay attention to it or for a town council member, well, you're stuck with that for the next, you know, however long their term is. The other possible issue is, you know, people can stack this with their particular demographic or, you know, neighborhood or just friend group. So say a bunch of retired people just get to go in and be, we have time and we're going to bring 30 people. And we're just going to, and, you know, only five other people show up and we're just going to run the vote. Um, or on the flip side, a bunch of young people have time or whatever it may be. You know, you bring a bunch of people from the same neighborhood come and are making decisions that are adverse to the other neighbor, neighboring neighborhoods. That is one pro of, of you know, the traditional model where, each neighborhood, each region of the town gets to have its representative there. But again, I just really love this idea that you can, instead of having to wait to the next election, you can have a say and a role in your local government and policies being made every day by just showing up and having the ability to add something to the agenda, to vote on the agenda. I think it'd be pretty cool. Again, it happens in Massachusetts. It could be you never know what's going to happen. Seven people show up and you just need four out of the seven to you know, make decisions or do 80 or 200 people show up when you need, you know, 41 or 101 of those people to make decisions for that meeting. I just think it's a really unique example or a unique idea that uh, should have some potential safeguards built into it. But I think some version of it would be really cool to introduce to uh, our local towns and village governments. The second idea, less problematic, and I really this is something that I think we can and should do immediately, is also borrowing from Massachusetts. And I'll tell the story afterwards, uh, the ideas introduced of, of you know where the idea came from. So in Massachusetts, anybody who gets has an idea that they want to add to their, they want to change a local law or make a local policy, they get 10 signatures from their neighbors. They can, it's mandatorily put on the next meeting agenda and has to be discussed and voted on. It's a great way to ensure that citizens, what they care about, if they take the, you know, the minimum threshold of action, can actually ensure it's discussed and put people on the record, even if it's not passed, of you know, why you know, their town council members didn't vote for it. You know, actually have that debate. Uh, I really like that. I really, really like that. I think if you, ha instead of just having to find out who your town council member is and trying to convince them to add it to the agenda or showing up to the meeting to advocate in person, you're going to say, hey, I got 10 signatures from my neighbors. We all think this is a great idea. Let's discuss it at least. And so the, the example of this, where this came up is, uh, this came from an article I saw in Massachusetts. Uh, one of Massachusetts, one of a few, one of the towns, one of the few left in the state where they have to have full service gas stations. Similar to if you ever lived or been in New Jersey, you know, uh, you, there's no self-service gas stations. You, you have to wait, there's an attendant to come pump your gas. And so a local gas station owner said, I just can't, I can't apply or comply with this policy anymore. It doesn't make any sense economically. I can't find people to take these jobs uh, anymore in 2022. And he set out and got 10 signatures from his neighbors told them the situation, they agreed and they put it on the town agenda. It was approved by the executive committee and it's going to go to the full committee for a vote and it's likely to be approved. And I just love 
it's a great example. If there's something that you want, you care about, you can go take the, the action needed to, to talk about it. Um, and again, I, I, we can talk about, well, what should the minimum threshold be? 10, 20, 30. I do. I still think it shouldn't be something huge. I just don't think it should be hundreds. Cause I think this should be an accessible, uh, way to interact with your local government and be a part of it. But whatever the details might be, I think this is a great idea that we should add to, to our local governments and democracy, democratic system here in New York state. And again, I, to be fully transparent, this something like this may exist. I try to learn a lot about local government every day. I try to read, especially in New York state, learn what our laws are. Um, and if something like this exists, or something like this doesn't exist, well, let's add it. If something like this does exist, well, this leads to my second half of this episode where we need to make local government, if we are going to push down decisions and empower them with more decisions, um, which I think we should as much as possible, that makes sense, then we need to make them more accessible and transparent. So if this exists, well, then local governments need to pump this out. They need to uh, put out explainers, uh, whether it's taught at school districts, um, whether it's just, you know, in mailers, that this, how does our local government work? And so w- what kind of boards and committees um, and councils exist? Obviously, people care about zoning boards or water boards or whatever else may be, I think pushing out that information to be as transparent as possible allows people the opportunity to find, oh, this one may pertain to me, this this meeting uh, or this board. Let me pay attention to its agenda items and see if something comes up that I'm going to want to maybe show up to a meeting uh, at one point. And then that feeds into the accessibility access uh, point of it. So if the more citizens are informed, the more they can then decide which parts of local government they want to engage with. And then when they know that, then they should be as easy as possible to engage with those aspects of local government. Um, so that's in today's age, whether that's you know participation by video call, phone call, allowing as many people as possible to participate um, instead of having you know these rigid rules, um, publicizing where the meetings are, when the meetings are, so that people can very easily be a part of it. And I think this is important because an underrated potential issue is I feel like sometimes, and again, I'm not commenting on any particular town or village, but just seeing, um, you know, just this is an issue that can happen. And sometimes these kind of things aren't publicized because again, as I mentioned earlier, decisions are made by those who show up. And if you know you're gonna show up, if you can limit others by showing up by not having it being transparent, well then there's more power to you. And I just wanna have as much opportunity for as many people as possible. So transparency and accessibility is something that I think all all levels of government can honestly work on. But the main idea from this, the main two ideas for this uh, this Wednesday's pod is one, potentially perhaps having all citizens who show up to a meeting have you know, some be voting members of the town committee for a day like Massachusetts does. And a more possible idea even is creating a threshold for town citizens to, if they get a certain number of signatures, being able to present something onto the agenda that then has to be discussed and has to be voted on. So that's our idea Wednesday for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we can make it happen sometime in the future. In the near future, it would be even better. 
I hope you have a great rest of your week. Like I said, we're looking at some nice weather. NCAA tournament starts on Thursday, Friday. If that you're into that, especially with some low. I know no Syracuse, but Colgate. Uh, men's is in it, Buffalo women's. We've got some really fun teams to uh, to cheer on. A former Utica, uh, a former Proctor player plays uh, for a 16 seed that's playing on Wednesday night tonight. Uh, so I would tune into that if you can. Um, I think it's Jalen Hawkins. I'll be rooting for him. Obviously, trying to root for any CNY Connects. Always rooting for the home team and, and whatever that may be. Thanks again for listening. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay well, and I'll be back here with a fun Friday pod on Friday.